Welcome back to season two, episode 10. This is the last episode of this season. This is Prime Month edition. So I'm going to be talking about everything from my coming out to my first time to questions to pillow princess to femme studs. I'm going to just be talking about it all. So stay with me. Stay with me. Now, my coming out was simple and easy and right to the point. I basically was in 7th or 8th grade, and I told my dad I think I like females. And my father said, I don't care what you like. I'm going to love you no matter what because you're my daughter. But the apple don't fall too far from the tree. And he basically said that because my mom is into females. So that's pretty much how that went. It was easy refreshing and it was good to know that my father was very accepting of who I was and who I am because to this day he still is very accepting of me now my first time I was 17 and I had a crush on this girl I'ma just call her Trisha since ninth grade I finally got the coverage to talk to her in 11th grade she was cool we was great friends at first. She used to come to my house on a regular. We would actually study. She was great in math. So she definitely did help me with my math and whatnot. And we had a great vibe. It was this one particular day when I had the free crib. And she, we was in the kitchen talking. I had made her peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a glass of milk. And I even cut the edges off the bread. <laughs> I remember that. And um, she was just like, so when are you going to taste me? And I was just like, when are you going to taste me? And we went back and forth with that for a while. So we finally went upstairs. She ended up kissing me. And this is the first time we actually kissed. And if you know me or if you don't know me, I'll let you get to know me. I'm not big on kissing. I'm not big on my lips being bothered in any form or fashion so we kissed for a few and then she immediately got aggressive and it went from her sucking on my breast to her rubbing me down below to her just opening my legs and diving in she dove in like it wasn't her first time and she was a champion and shit we 17 and i still was inexperienced so I was like oh wait hold on what's happening it felt good but it wasn't what I desired or wanted or even liked too much so I did tell her to stop and then she immediately went back to my breast and then she finger fucked the living hell out of me like crazy and I ended up bleeding and that's basically how I lost my virginity to a female at 17. We were cool after that. We even dated for a couple of months. But then it went left. Trisha became cool with a girl named Lisa that I didn't like. And rumors got spread and trauma got spread by females. The cattiness that females always do. And... It was a sticky, messy situation. And it was to the point where these girls wanted to jump me. They ended up coming to my house. Now, I lived 
right across the street from my high school and down the block from McDonald's. So, uh, sticky situation. So, everyone at one point in time knew where I lived. So, basically, Lisa ended up selling, ringing my bell with a whole bunch of other girls. Trisha wasn't there. But Trisha started the rumor that caused Lisa to want to jump me with a whole bunch of other girls. Well, Lisa basically ended up telling my grandmother, oh, that's why your granddaughter's gay and the girl don't even like her. Your granddaughter's stupid. Nobody likes her. Da, 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 da. Basically, a whole bunch of drama. Needless to say, I didn't get jumped, but just stepping into that life of thinking a girl actually liked me and letting her take my virginity turned left so quickly and so soon. So when, and no, I didn't go down on her. To sum that up, and I'll explain why. Because I've always labeled myself as a pillow princess for so long. And a pillow princess is someone who is a receiver and not a giver. At least that's my definition of it. So that's how I've always been. I've never been big into kissing, into giving oral. If I do kiss you, if I do go down on you, I I absolutely have to be comfortable with you and you absolutely have to be attractive enough to me and we just have to have that great chemistry and that great connection for me to even consider going down on you kissing maybe but I don't like sloppy or wet kisses like if your mouth is too wet I'm going to be sick that's just that as far as My lifestyle, before I was a lesbian, I was bisexual. I always wanted my cake, and I wanted to eat it too. And I always wanted the best of both worlds, and that's just pretty much what it is, to be honest with you. I prefer studs over femmes. Why do I prefer studs over femmes? Because femmes, I go to jail. I can't do it. Me and a femme is too much alike. It's too much girliness. It's too much. Too much cattiness. Too much pussy power, if if you know what I'm saying. I just can't do it. Now, I did get two questions that I'm going to answer. The first question was, how did I know I liked females? Now, this is funny, but this is, this is just me living in my truth. When I was a little girl, my uncle used to bring girls over. And... I would be sound like I'm playing and I was on the floor playing and I would look under their skirts. Almost every single girl he had wore mini skirts for some reason. I don't know why they came to my grandma's house wearing mini skirts. But hey, I was looking. The second reason how I knew I liked girls was in school we used to play house and it was you know how it's supposed to be the mommy and the daddy. I always like, no, it don't need to be the daddy. She could be the daddy. And I always had a crush on one cute little curly head girl. Because I had a thing for light-skinned girls with that curly, long, pretty hair. Like, that was my niche back then. My third is anybody washing, touching, or playing with my hair. Especially when I used to go to the Dominicans. Because when I was in junior high school, and even up to 10th grade, I used to get washing sets all the time. Before I started getting braids all the time. And I used to get that tingly sensation, that feeling of, oh, my God, ooh-wee. Yeah, that feeling. If you know, you know. The girls that get it, get it. The girls that don't, don't. So, (laughs) that's that. The second question 
in my, in my relationship now, what would I change? Now, if you know, I'm with a stud now. We've been kicking it for almost a year. And we're unmatched. We're real. But we have our flaws. Because I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes in the relationship. And if I could change anything about my relationship. Would be the mistakes that I made. If I could go back to August 28th and do a complete 360. I would in a heartbeat. Because that's what she deserves. She deserves the authentic me without the mistakes without the bs just me that's what she deserves so that's pretty much answered the two questions that i did get um what else is there to know oh this is for the people who are still having trouble coming out living their truth and being authentically themselves it's not easy. Take your time with it. There's no pressure to come out. Nobody's not making you come out. Nobody's making you do any. Not nobody's making you do nothing that you don't want to do for yourself. At the end of the day, make sure when you're ready, you just be truthful. Just make just make sure you you are expressing how you feel, and and with hopes that people will receive you with open arms. Your family, your friends, people that are close to you, anyone who you want to be open with, hope they can receive it. And if they don't, continue to still live your truth. Don't hide in the closet for no one because you deserve to be seen. You deserve to live your truth and you deserve to be loved. And one day they're going to come around. And even if they don't, still continue to live your truth. Because that is what's important. Living your truth. Living for who you are at the end of the day. Because can't nobody tell you how to live your life but you. And that is coming from my heart. And that is the truth. And that's Isha just keeping it real. Because I live in my truth. But I've also never been a girl that bragged about what I do. And who I like. It's still, at, at me being 33, people are still like, oh, I didn't know you were into females. I'm like, I've always been into females. Where you been? But I also realized that I never broadcast my lifestyle for anyone. I now am more public about my lifestyle than I've ever been before. Because I had to start living in the truth, living my truth wholeheartedly and completely for myself and not worried about not worrying about what anyone else thought about who I who I am and what I do because judging me ain't gonna make you sleep at night ridiculing me ain't gonna make you sleep at night questioning my sexuality ain't gonna make you sleep at night and worried up, worrying about how God sees me ain't going to make you go to heaven and ain't going to make you live longer. So with that being said, I'm just living my truth and I'm living my life. And I pray anyone struggling with living their truth, I pray this message gets to you. I pray you receive this with open arms and know I love you 
And because you are part of the Alphabet Mafia, you are awesome and you are amazing. And thank you guys for tuning in to Isha Keeps It Real, episode 10. Thank you for those that have been rocking with me for these 20 episodes from season one to season two. It's been an emotional roller coaster, but thank you for the love and the support. It does not go unnoticed. If you have any feedback, any questions, any topics, and if you want to be a guest, please let me know. There is no subject off limits. Season three is going to rock and I am excited for season three and I can't wait to keep giving you Isha keeps it real the hot topics because I'm gonna always keep it real no matter what thank you for tuning in to season two episode 10